Welcome to Set Free 24-7. My name is Robert, and I am so glad that you're here. Reading through the Bible, day number three. How exciting is this? This is incredibly exciting. I have my fresh hot cup of coffee in hand. I have taken a sip, and I am ready to pronounce some Old Testament names. I, don't, I think today we might be clear of that, but I, I haven't read the text in full. So. You'd be disappointed if I don't get... <laughs> <laughs> so I'll have the text that we're reading out of uh, listed in the comments if you want to follow along, but we're going to start out here in Matthew 2 today. So scholars from the east, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem village, Judah territory, this was during Herod's kingship, a band of scholars arrived in Jerusalem from the east. They asked around, where can we find and pay homage to the newborn king of the Jews? We observed a star in the eastern sky that signaled his birth. We're on a pilgrimage to worship him. When word of their inquiry got to Herod, he was terrified. And not Herod alone, but most of Jerusalem as well. Herod lost no time. He gathered all the high priests and religion scholars in the city together and asked them, Where is this Messiah supposed to be born? They told him Bethlehem, Judah territory. The prophet Micah wrote it plainly. It's you, Bethlehem, in Judah's land, no longer bringing up the rear. From you will come the leader, who will shepherd rule my people, my Israel. Herod then arranged a secret meeting with the scholars from the east, pretending to be as devout as they were. He got them to tell him exactly where the birth announcement star appeared. Then he told them the prophecy about Bethlehem and said, Go find this child. Leave no stone unturned. As soon as you find him, send word. I'll join you at once in your worship. Instructed by the king, they set off. Then the star appeared again, the same star that they had seen in the eastern skies. It led them on until it hovered over the place of the child. They could hardly contain themselves. They were in the right place. They had arrived at the right time. They entered the house and saw the child in the arms of Mary, his mother. Overcome, they kneeled and worshipped him. Then they opened their luggage and presented gifts, gold, frankincense, myrrh. In a dream, they were warned not to report back to Herod. So they worked out another route, left the territory without being seen, and returned to their own country. Little clandestine, uh, not obeying the king there. Uh, it doesn't tend to work out well. All right, so now we have Acts chapter 2, and uh, it's going to be verse 1 through 21. All right, let me get ready here. When the Feast of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Without warning, there was a sound like a strong wind, gale force. No one could tell where it came from. It filled the whole building. Then, like a wildfire, the Holy Spirit spread through their ranks, and they started speaking in a number of different languages as the Spirit prompted them. There were many Jews staying in Jerusalem just then, devout pilgrims from all over the world. When they heard the sound, they came on the run. Then, when they heard, one after another, their own mother tongue being spoken, they were blown away. They couldn't for the life of them figure out what was going on and kept saying, aren't these all Galileans? 
How come we're hearing them talk in our various mother tongues? Parthians, Medes, and Elamites, visitors from Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, immigrants from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, even Cretans and Arabs? They're speaking our languages, describing God's mighty works. Their heads were spinning. They couldn't make head or tail of any of it. They talked back and forth, confused. What's going on here? Others joked, they're drunk on cheap wine. That's when Peter stood up and, backed by the other eleven, spoke out with bold urgency. Fellow Jews, all of you who are visiting Jerusalem, listen carefully and get this story straight. These people aren't drunk as some of you suspect. They haven't had time to get drunk. It's only nine o'clock in the morning. This is what the prophet Joel announced would happen. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on every kind of people. Your sons will prophesy, also your daughters. Your young men will see visions. Your old men dream dreams. When the time comes, I'll pour out my spirit on those who serve me, men and women both, and they'll prophesy. I'll set wonders in the sky above and signs on the earth below. Blood and fire and billowing smoke, the sun turning black and the moon blood red before the day of the Lord arrives. The day tremendous and marvelous, and whoever calls out for help to me, God, will be saved. How crazy would it have been to be just around a bunch of your friends? You know, they all speak English, Mm -hmm. right? And then all of a sudden, they start breaking out in Mandarin, German. I mean, just and talking. All of a sudden, I'm sitting here talking, and all of a sudden, I come out in some dialect from Tibet. People would be like, what in the world? But it's the Holy Spirit. I was excited to read that because that was part of the basis and foundation why the college I'm attending began in the first place. Very good. Is the outpouring of the Holy Spirit that it's given to everybody, Mm. rich and poor alike. And they feel called to make sure that all of those people, including the poorest of the poor are able to go to school. So they provide it at no cost. I love it. I do too. Psalm number three is the next stop we have in the Bible. It's a David Psalm from when he escaped for his life from Absalom, his son. Mm -hmm. So this Mm -hmm. is, so now picture this, you got this son that is after you trying to kill you. And now David's going to go and write this beautiful Psalm. And doesn't that say too, though, He had a son trying to kill him, but he loved him, so he tried desperately just to Mm. keep out of sight in a way. I mean, I can't even comprehend. So it starts out, God, look, enemies past counting. Enemies are sprouting like mushrooms, mobs of them all around me, roaring their mockery. Ha! No help for him from God. But you, God, shield me on all sides. You ground my feet, you lift my head high. With all my might, I shout up to God. His answers thunder from the holy mountain. I stretch myself out, I sleep, and then I'm up again, rested, tall and steady, fearless before the enemy mobs coming at me from all sides. Up, God, my God, help me. Slap their faces, first this cheek and then the other your fist hard in their teeth. Real help comes from God. 
your blessing clothes your people. I can't even imagine being chased. Can you imagine if Sam was out to <laughs> take you out and you're Ugh. just running and blink, Sam, don't do that. Don't do that, Sam. <laughs> so now we're at uh, the last stop in the Bible here. We're at Genesis chapter 5, and it's actually Genesis chapter 5, 6, 7, and 8. Oh, that's not that long. They're not that long, and this. it's actually a pretty fun story in Genesis 5 Ooh, through 8. We've got a so, fun story on this Tuesday morning. I'm going to read a couple of these because I know this first one has some names in it, so I'll go ahead and take yes. some names. Let's hear a master at work here. Let's pronounce so, those. You did throw <laughs> some in in my first reading. I did. They were countries, but that's all right. So I will read chapter 5 and 6, and then I'll have you close it out with 7 and 8. I'd be happy to. All right. The family tree of the human race. This is the family tree of the human race. When God created the human race, he made it godlike, with a nature akin to God. He created both male and female and blessed them, the whole human race. When Adam was 130 years old, he had a son who was just like him, his very spirit and image, and named him Seth. After the birth of Seth, Adam lived another 800 years, having more sons and daughters. Adam lived a total of 930 years, and he died. When Seth was 105 years old, he had Enosh. After Seth had Enosh, he lived another 807 years, having more sons and daughters. Seth lived a total of 912 years, and he died. When Enosh was 90 years old and had Kenan, when Enosh was 90 years old, he had Kenan. After he had Kenan, he lived another 815 years, having more sons and daughters. Enosh lived a total of 905 years, and he died. When Kenan was 70 years old, he had Mahalalel. After he had Mahalalel, he lived another 840 years, having more sons and daughters. Kenan lived a total of 910 years, and he died. <laughs> I'd be ready after that long, too. <laughs> when Mahalalel was 65 years old, he had Jared. After he had Jared, he lived another 830 years, having more sons and daughters. Mahalalel lived a total of 895 years, and he died. When Jared was 162 years old, he had Enoch. After he had Enoch, he lived another 800 years. Having more sons and daughters, Jared lived a total of 962 years, and he died. Mm -hmm. When Enoch was 65 years old, he had Methuselah. Enoch walked steadily with God. After he had Methuselah, he lived another 300 years. Having more sons and daughters, Enoch lived a total of 365 years. Enoch walked steadily with God. And then one day, he was simply gone. God took him. Can you imagine? Just All gone. of a sudden, his family was like, well, is dad coming home? You sure it wasn't a wolf? What? I know. Or a bear? Dinosaur? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, dinosaur. When Methuselah was 187 years old, he had Lamech. After he had Lamech, he lived another 782 years. Methuselah lived a total of 969 years, and he died. Oldest man in the Bible. I, yes, it is. 
When Lamech was 182 years old, he had a son. He named him Noah, saying, This one will give us a break from the hard work of farming the ground that God cursed. After Lamech had Noah, he lived another 595 years, having more sons and daughters. Lamech lived a total of 777 years, and he died. When Noah was 500 years old, he had Shem, Ham, and a son named Japheth. So all these other people had them at like the young age of like 100? And he waited until he was 500 and decided he was ready for 500, children. 500, yeah. Can you imagine being single and no kids for 500 years? And, and then, then having to do diapers? Whoa! Just Jenith. kidding. Uh, children no. are amazing and I love <laughs> them all. Love them. Genesis chapter 6, Giants in the Land. When the human race began to increase with more and more daughters being born, the sons of God noticed that the daughters of men were beautiful. They looked them over and picked out wives for themselves. Then God said, I'm not going to breathe life into men and women endlessly. Eventually, they're going to die. From now on, they can expect a lifespan of around uh, 120 years. This was back in the days and also later when there were giants in the land. Giants came from the union of the sons of God and the daughters of men. These were the mighty men of ancient lore, the famous ones. God saw that human evil was out of control. People thought evil, imagined evil, 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 evil from morning to night. God was sorry that he had made the human race in the first place. It truly broke his heart. God said, I'll get rid of my ruined creation, make a clean sweep, people, animals, snakes and bugs, birds and the works. I'm sorry that I made them. But Noah was different. God liked what he saw in Noah. This is the story of Noah. Noah was a good man, a man of integrity in his community. Noah walked with God. Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. As far as God was concerned, the earth had become a sewer. There was violence everywhere. God took one look and just saw how bad it was. Everyone was corrupt and corrupting. Life itself corrupt to the core. God said to Noah, it's all over. It's the end of the human race. The violence is everywhere. I am making a clean sweep. Build yourself a ship from teak wood. Make some rooms in it. Coat it with pitch inside and out. Make it 450 feet long, 75 feet wide, and 45 feet high. Build a roof for it and put in a window 18 inches from the top. Put in a door on the side of the ship and make three decks, lower, middle, and upper. I'm going to bring a flood on the earth that will destroy everything alive under heaven. A total destruction. But I'm going to establish a covenant with you. You will board the ship. And your sons, your wife, and your sons' wives will come on board with you. You are also to take two of each living creature, a male and female, on board the ship to preserve their lives with you. Two of every species of bird, mammal, and reptile. Two of everything so as to preserve their lives along with yours. Also, 
Get all the food that you'll need and store it up for you and them. And Noah did everything God commanded him to do. Big yes to a pretty big uh, chore. At that point, there was no rain. That's the most ultimate honey-do list ever. It's like, just trust me. We need to get this done. Remember when we went to go see the ark in, what was that, Kentucky? Mm -hmm. And it was just amazing how big it was. Yes, based, built on these. Built on those specifications. Right. If you ever get a chance to go see that, it's highly recommended. Yes. It was, Whether, whatever you may believe, it's an impressive thing absolutely. to see. All right, let's finish this up with chapter 7 and 8. Yeah. Next, God said to Noah, Now board the ship, you and all your family, out of everyone in this generation, you're the righteous one. Take on board with you seven pairs of every clean animal, a male and a female, one pair of every unclean animal, a male and a female, and seven pairs of every kind of bird, a male and a female, to ensure their survival on earth. In just seven days, I will pour rain on earth for 40 days and 40 nights. I'll make a clean sweep of everything that I've made. Noah did everything God commanded him. Noah was 600 years old when the floodwaters covered the earth. Noah and his wives and sons and their wives boarded the ship to escape the flood. Clean and unclean animals, birds, and all the crawling creatures came in pairs to Noah and to the ship, male and female, just as God has commanded Noah. In seven days, the floodwaters came. It was the 600th year of Noah's life. In the second month, on the 17th day of the month, that it happened. One day after my birthday. Hmm. All the underground springs erupted and all the windows of heaven were thrown open. Rain poured for 40 days and 40 nights. That's the day Noah and his sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, accompanied by his wife and his son's wives, boarded the ship. And with them, every kind of wild and wild and domestic animal, right down to all the kinds of creatures that crawl and all kinds of birds and everything that flies. They came to Noah and to the ship in pairs, everything and anything that had the breath of life in it, male and female of every creature, came just as God had commanded Noah. Then God shut the door behind him. The flood continued forty days, and the waters rose and lifted the ship high over the earth. The waters kept rising. The flood deepened on the earth. The ship floated on the surface. The flood got worse until all the highest mountains were covered. The high water mark reached 20 feet above the crest of the mountains. Everything died. Anything that moved, dead. Birds, farm animals, wild animals, the entire teeming exuberance of life, dead. And all people? dead. Every living, breathing creature that lived on dry land died. He wiped out the whole works, people and animals, crawling creatures and flying birds, every last one of them gone. Only Noah and his company on the ship lived. The floodwaters took over for 150 days. Then God turned his attention to Noah and all the wild animals and farm animals with him on the ship. God caused the wind to blow and the floodwaters began to go down. The underground springs were shut off. 
The windows of heaven closed and the rain quit. Inch by inch, the water lowered. After 150 days, the worst was over. Mm. On the 17th day of the seventh month, the ship landed on the Ararat mountain range. The water kept going down until the 10th month. On the first day of the 10th month, the tops of the mountains came into view. After 40 days, Noah opened the window that he had built into the ship. He sent out a raven. It flew back and forth, waiting for the floodwaters to dry up. Then he sent a dove to check on the flood conditions, but it couldn't even find a place to perch. Water still covered the earth. Noah reached out and caught it, brought it back into the ship. He waited seven more days and sent out the dove again. It came back in the evening with a freshly picked olive leaf in its beak. No one knew that the flood was about finished. He waited another seven days and sent the dove out a third time. This time, it didn't come back. In the 601st year of Noah's life, on the first day of the first month, the flood had dried up. That's a happy new year. Noah opened the hatch of the ship and saw dry ground. By the 27th day of the second month, the earth was completely dried. So one year from the time it started. Yeah, it's a lot of water. It's a lot of water. God spoke to Noah, leave the ship, you and your wife and your sons and your son's wives, and take all the animals with you, the whole menagerie of birds and mammals and crawling creatures, all that swarming extravagance of life so they can reproduce and flourish on the earth. Noah disembarked with his sons and wives and his son's wives. Then all the animals, crawling creatures, birds, every creature on the face of the earth left the ship family by family. Noah built an altar to God. He selected clean animals and birds from every species and offered them as burnt offerings on the altar. God smelled the sweet fragrance and thought to himself, I'll never again curse the ground because of people. I know they have this bent toward evil from an early age, but I'll never again kill up everything living as I've just done, as I've just done. For as long as earth lasts, planting and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will never stop. You know, a thought that I had as we were reading this, so God had Noah pick up all these animals, yes. right? All two by two by two and mm -hmm. wanted to make sure that the species was preserved, right? Right. So was that more of an obedience thing, you think, for Noah? Because God is the creator. He could have just said, okay, well, just take a tiny ship. I'm going to... I'm going to put a flood over the entire earth, but I'm only saving humans and I'll just recreate the animals later. Why did, if he's the creator, why did he have to have Noah, the human, take the animals onto the ship with him? Why couldn't God just, I'm going to uh, recreate animals once the flood goes down? Because what kind of comfort is there <laughs> for us in that? Because picture it. Noah was the, in quote savior sure. of all those creatures that came on the earth. So think of it, 
as an analogy or an example or as of a picture, God had a savior. And all of these different kinds Mm -hmm. of every kind was brought to and saved. God could do the same with us. He could say, I'm just going to wipe you out and make new and better improved humans. But he didn't because he still, he created it. He loved it. He saw that it was good. It just needed a really deep cleaning, the likes of which we've never seen and will never see again. But if he had just made, here's a little boat. There's enough room for you and your family. Think of it as an extended cruise. It's going to be amazing. We'll just do fresh animals when you get done with this little jaunt. But he didn't. And that also meant that Noah had to work hard. He and his brother and his sons and their wives. That's a lot of animals. That's a lot of taking care of things. And they obviously reproduce because they sacrifice. Sure. Out of clean animals. Well, only two went and they sacrificed one. Well, it kind of sounds like that's the end of that. So obviously these animals were reproducing. So there were far more after a year than there were when they went. And I love how God cares about even the smallest little things Mm -hmm. like the sparrows coming on the, he cares about. All those little animals, Bugs all the little and snakes. Right. And he wanted to make sure that they were and, preserved. Yes. So, and I think bats. I, he ugh, loved bats ugh. so much. They're so those cute. And little the comfort things I take though from the that. On the, ark. the comfort I take though from that is that I know, just like people, God cared about those animals, and His invitation to us is that broad he wanted to save all of those animals all of the bugs right down to that bat and the ladybug and all the other stuff he wanted to save those things just like he wants to save us even god's god's whole intention is not to destroy us no no even the people that a lot may see as creepy and sneaky and slimy god loves them yeah and that love is there for them also. You don't have to look like uh, I've you're been from, Midwest, and, from I've been the Midwest and, and uh, grew up in roast beef and <laughs> corn your whole life to be a Christian. So, Well, friends, thanks for joining us today. Roast beef and corn. As always, the commentary is free. So. Oh, yes. Join <laughs> us tomorrow. I'm sure there's more. Have a happy tuesday today i hope that this has blessed you somewhat thanks again for joining along and just following along put us on on put us on in the background and just enjoy a cup of coffee and we would be happy to do the heavy work of reading the bible for you we're going to jump through this thing this year i mean it's Mm going to be amazing at the end of this year just going through the entire bible and just talking about some of the stories i'm really excited about this i with going back to school and everything this is just so good for my mind. So I'm going to be learning a lot, but I'm really excited to do this. I have never read through the entire Bible. Well, this will be an adventure for both of us. Yes. So on that note, have a great day, everyone. And we will see you here tomorrow for day number four. See you tomorrow. Join us with a fresh cup of coffee. We'll get it done for you. See ya.